Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness, a daily podcast devoted to spirituality and self-help. If you're new, I want to welcome you. If you're returning, welcome back. So today I wanted to talk to you guys about perspective and how we set ourselves up for self-sabotage and for the misery that we create in our lives sometimes. And yes, I said we create the misery in our lives sometimes because it's true, we do. We tend to focus on all of the things that are happening around us that are making us miserable instead of focusing on what's good. And it's only natural that we do that. But today I wanna talk to you about how not to do that and how we can actually start to cultivate more happiness. What are the different ways we can do that? And I want to start by talking about something that happened to me over the holiday because I think that this will help you understand what I'm talking about a little bit more. So Christmas Eve, I always have everyone over at my house. And when I say everyone, I just mean myself and my kids, my brother, my sister and her husband and kids, and my mom. So it's just our immediate family, basically. And with COVID, we're not supposed to be having large gatherings, but we've been around each other this whole time because we've all had to take care of my mom. So it was safe for us to be able to get together. And actually, my son, a couple of weeks, like a week and a half before Christmas, I guess two weeks really, he and his girlfriend both got COVID. And, you know, they were staying with me and they said, oh, I have COVID. I'm like, oh, no. So then I had to work from home. I had to quarantine and my brother had to quarantine because he lives with us and they had to quarantine, but they went to her house to quarantine because her mom had already had it. And so I go through the house disinfecting everything, right? Anything I can touch. I'm like, oh, I have Lysol. I have all these things. I start taking my essential oils. I'm taking on guard like candy diffusing oregano oil through the house, making a spray to disinfect everything, and we start taking vitamins like candy, um, but doing everything to take our precautions. And the interesting thing was that my brother and I both tested negative, and I think probably because my son, he's 18, so he's never home except to sleep, right? He's always on the go, like working or doing this or that, so I think that was probably a big part of why we didn't get it. But I went through and disinfected his room too. And I was worried because the quarantine period was going to end like right up to Christmas. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, we didn't want to expose my mom to anything. So we're thinking, well, maybe we should just cancel it and have it later. But my daughter was coming in and it wouldn't get to see her if we had it later. We're like, oh, how do we do this? So anyway, it worked out. It turned out that their quarantine period ended like the day before Christmas Eve. So I was relieved. Um, And luckily also my son really never got super sick. His girlfriend did not feel well at all, but he just had like a stuffy nose, which is so weird. This virus just affects everyone differently. But anyway, the point is, you know, at first I was starting to panic and thinking, oh my gosh, I'm focusing on all the negative and the bad thing. Well, I immediately realized, okay, stop doing that. That's not going to happen. You know, we'll figure it out. Something will work out. And so I focused instead on getting everything ready. I started baking and doing all of these things and and working on self-improvement things while I was home. And it 
was fine, of course. Everything was great. But I could have made it a lot more miserable. But the other thing that happened was we brought my grandmother home from her nursing home on the 17th to go and stay with my aunt. See, we were not allowed to see my grandma in the nursing home since COVID hit, and that was back in March. And we've only been allowed to go once or twice, and that was when, back in September, they told us she's dying, and you may want to think about putting her on hospice because she stopped eating. And the whole reason that she stopped eating and stopped responding is because no one was coming to see her, and I think she just thought everybody gave up on her. So she started giving up. So she was still responsive, though, at that point. We went and saw her, and then they would let us come see her, and then then they stopped it again. They're like, no, there's been an outbreak, and in fact, my grandma got COVID. And she recovered. She also didn't really experience a lot of symptoms, or at least they told us she didn't. We don't really know. We couldn't be there. And But part of the whole process is when they get COVID, they isolate them to another, a different ward. So she was out of her room and where they isolated her, she doesn't get the care that she would get where she is because she was in a memory unit and they check on them all the time. So just be a nurse going in every once in a while. So they didn't make her eat. She lived with a continuous UTI. And so she just went downhill. To the point that when we went and got her, when my aunt went and got her and took her to her house, she is not responsive. She was, she just cries out and they just had to keep her medicated. And so we kind of realized she's too far beyond coming back now because they just let her, basically they were letting her die. And it was sad. It really was. And she's still right now, even in the process She's, it takes a long time for the body to just give out and she's fighting for some reason. She's kind of fighting it too. And we're just trying to make her comfortable at this point because there's just no coming back from it. She just hasn't eaten and it's like her organs are starting to, to fail and shut down and it's just too far gone and she doesn't have a good quality of life anyway. And so we learned this. Right before Christmas, my mom, we went to see her, and it was bad. She looked horrible and just crying out, help me, and different things. And, of course, that's upsetting to see. So what should have been a happy Christmas Eve, and that's all my mom's been saying for months is, I want to have a happy Christmas Eve. I just want to have a good Christmas because she, as you know, just got through chemo and went through surgery, and she got a great prognosis. They got it all, and they said that they really think that she's beat this. They couldn't find anything, and so they think that she's going to do really, really well. So this should be a time of celebration, right? We should have been celebrating this Christmas, and we had planned on that. That's what we were going to do. We were going to get together Christmas Eve and celebrate, but... My mom was depressed the whole time. Christmas Eve night, she was crabby and just kind of weepy and on the couch. And it was because her mom was dying, which is understandable. But my viewpoint is that my grandma, her condition's not going to change based on my mom's emotions. You know what I mean? Like, she's going to continue to be dying 
four days and we can choose to focus on that and say, I'm so depressed, I'm so upset. And of course you have to grieve. But she missed out on an amazing Christmas Eve party because the rest of us, we all laughed and told stories and enjoyed the memories we had. And it was a lot of fun getting to visit. You know, after she left, my family stayed and they stayed pretty late and we, they stayed up talking and, and it was a lot of fun. And she didn't enjoy any of that because she was so focused on the sad thing that was happening right then. And I get that. And that is our tendency as humans is to want to do that, to say, oh my gosh, this happened. So now I can never have a good time or enjoy anything because I'm going to focus on the sadness. And the problem with that is you're just making yourself miserable and you're missing all of the amazing things that are right in front of your face. When you're not being present, which she was not, being present doesn't mean that you dwell on things that are happening outside of you. It means you're dwelling on what's happening in front of your face. And what was happening in front of her face was there was a great party going on and we were able to celebrate. And she didn't get any of that because she was too focused on grief. And again, I'm not saying, well, she should never feel grief. No, 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 no. Don't misunderstand me. But you can take a little bit of a break to just come back and be fully present in the moment to enjoy the people that are there in front of you now. Because we were all grieving too. My grandma was like a mom to me. We stayed at her house so much because my cousins were around our age and oh my gosh, we used to get into so much trouble. We always had so much fun and we grew up like that. We all, they lived with her, so we stayed there all the time. And it's incredibly sad to me. But I also know the value of not focusing so much on what's sad about it. And for me, my focus is she's going to be better now. You know, she's going, of course, we'll miss her, of course. But she didn't have a life in the nursing home. And honestly, For me, I had grieved her a long time ago because she hadn't been responsive for a few months. My point is, we can get very easily caught in the trap of focusing on what's going wrong in our lives. And then we miss all of the beautiful things that are going right. And I had this lesson firsthand from one of my podcast listeners. If you follow my Reiki with Melissa Page, you've seen this. But one of my podcast listeners, Christy, she had a huge tragedy happen to her just a couple of days before Christmas Eve. Her granddaughter had to go into the hospital. She had a heart attack and and aspirated into her lungs. And so she she crashed several times. And her daughter, because there was so much stress and she also had asthma, had trouble breathing, and then also had to go into ICU. And so someone else might take a look at that and be like, oh my gosh, I can't take it anymore. In fact, I probably would have done that, to be honest with you. But she just posted these amazing things about how she was focused on the blessings and the fact that they were still here and she was blessed to be able to be with them. And they've been slowly improving and they're seeing miraculous things happen. And that could have gone very differently. You know, we 
we sort of create our reality by what we think. So when we focus on how everything's going to go wrong, we're sort of calling that in. But if instead we just focus on, okay, you know, things happen to you in life you can't control. It happens to everybody. And instead of saying, okay, I'm going to be so mad about this, instead of doing that, we focus on, I have so many blessings in my life. And I know that whatever's going to happen in this situation that I can't control, it's going to be for my highest good. And I'm just going to learn to trust. That's really hard to do. It's hard for us to trust. Think about that. When you do those trust falls, almost all the time people are like, eh, they, they tense up because they don't want to trust people. And I personally, my brother did that to me as a kid. He was like, fall back, I'll catch you. And he didn't, of course. He moved out of the way and I fell and hit my head on the wall because he thought it was so funny until I started crying and had a knot on my head. But we learn from a very early age not to trust people just from things that happen to us in life. So it makes it hard for us to trust our angels, our guides, and the universe. It's hard for us. But we have to realize that they're not human. We are, and humans will fail us sometimes. But they will never fail. Our entire spiritual team does not fail us. And when we have to go through things in life sometimes that are difficult... It's because there's a lesson for us to learn there. And we need to learn how to learn it, trust it, and be gracious about it. And realize that we have a lot of really cool things happening around us. If we focus on the one or two things that are making us miserable, we're just calling in more miserable things into our lives. Or at least we're focusing on that. And so it feels like life is miserable. It's like everyone you've seen with 2020, like, ah, it sucked. It was a bad year. And I saw someone on Facebook like, I know everyone else has said 2020 sucked, but all of these amazing things happened for me. And when you step back and look, you go, yeah, you know what? No, there were some cool things that happened. Like my book got published in 2020. My kids graduated high school. There were some cool things that happened. So we've got to learn to stop focusing on all of the negative and the bad and shift that focus to the good and being present, being present in the moment. Because when you focus on the past or the future, you cause yourself anxiety. But if you're focused in the present and you're truly being present in each moment and enjoying what's around you, like, I'm so thankful that I had family that I could be around. We had food to eat. You know, there's a lot of families that are struggling right now. It's all about focusing on what you do have and what is great. And when we show gratitude, we call in more of that stuff. And so one of the really cool things that a lot of people do is they pick a word or two for the new year. Like, this is going to be my word for 2021. And I don't think you have to just pick one. I think you can pick a couple of words. But what do you want 2021 to be defined as for you? For me, I'm choosing love. I want to see a whole lot more love in my life in 2021. And that means I have to be love for everyone else in 2021. And another word is success. 
I want to see success in every area of my life in 2021, in my relationships, at work, in my own personal life with, you know, self-improvement. I'm successful in doing that. And those words are what we come back to, to help define everything. So when you look at something and you're like, hey, is this thing that I'm worrying about, does this cultivate a life I want? Does this fit with the life I want? Probably doesn't. Is this bringing me love? Is this bringing me success? No, then I'm not going to focus on it. That might sound to you like, oh yeah, sure, that's easy to do. Just shift your focus. It works though. I am living proof of that. I've done it with my finances. I've done it with, I was having sort of a difficult relationship with my child. I just shifted my focus and I said, okay, I'm not going to worry about that. I'll pray about it. And I'll do what I can do, but I'm not going to sit and worry because worry doesn't solve anything. And the more I let go, took a step back, the better things got. Why? Because part of the lesson that we're here to learn is how to let go and let God too many times we try to get there in the mix and go, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help. I'm going to do this. I'm going to control this and it's going to make it better. And you make it worse. Why? Because you're being taught a lesson. You don't have to have all of the answers. You don't have to know everything all the time. We just have to trust. We have to take a step back, give all of our cares and our worries to God and trust. And trust that whatever the outcome is, it is for our highest good. And that's hard for us because, again, I trusted my brother and he moved out of the way and I fell back and hit my head on the wall and got a knot on my head. But guess what? Not calling on my brother to solve my problems. Calling on the universe. Not a human. Calling on the higher power that has infinite possibilities. And knows better than I do what's best for me. So get out of your own way sometimes. Step back, trust, and be fully present in every moment in life. Because that's where you're going to find your peace. Enjoy what is around you and in front of your face. Or else you will miss out. You'll miss out on all the laughter and the joy that's available to you right now. Pick your words. What do you want 2021 to look like for you? Pick one word, pick a few words. And allow those words to guide you for 2021. Is this thing going to bring me more success? Oh, then I'm not giving it my attention. Is this thing going to bring me more love? No, I'm not giving it my attention. Allow it to guide you and be what you want to see for 2021. All right, guys. I wanted to pull a couple of cards for you today. And before I do, uh, before I read them, because I already pulled them for you, 
I want to remind you that if you would like to work with me, I have two different online courses that would be perfect if you are looking to really improve your life for 2021. One is the self-love course, which I highly recommend because honestly, all of the lessons we learn about love and life tend to come back to that self-love. And if you're not experiencing a lot of love in your life, it's because you need to be the love you want to see and you need to cultivate it within yourself. And one of the ways to do that is to learn self-love. And in my program, You Are Lovable, there are 17 lessons daily that you do on your own to help you learn how to love yourself more. And when we love ourselves more, we call in more love and better love for our lives. And all you have to do is go to my website, melissaoatman.com, and go to the offerings page. Just click on the main page offerings, and all of my services will pop up. That is there. You can click on it, and when you click on it, it adds it to your cart. When you check out, it will take you to a page where you'll get all of your login information and the Lessons are yours to keep forever, and you do them at your own pace. So if you need to repeat a lesson, many of us do, you can absolutely do that. I also have my course, Love Your Life, which just teaches you things like who your angels are and how to connect with them, how to pick affirmations daily that are right for you, how to eat healthier, and live a healthier lifestyle. It really incorporates everything that you need to really have a balanced life that you love. And that is also available on my offerings page. And these courses are so affordable. Invest in yourself, honestly. I just invested in myself and took a new course, and I'm really excited about it. And I just love doing the self-improvement. That is the best investment you can ever make. So you can go to the offerings page there. Also choose the Love Your Life course. And again, when you check out, it will take you to a page with your login info. And the course is yours to keep forever. You have access to all of the information. So check that out. You can also book a reading with me, a past life regression, or a life coach session. And in the coaching sessions, we can tackle anything whether you want to figure out what your purpose is, you're needing to figure out where your relationships are going and why you're picking the same people all the time, we can tackle all of those things. So you can book a session with me. All of that can be done from my offerings page. And if you book a session, simply contact me after you pay for it and we will schedule it. All of my sessions are done online through Zoom. All right, so I pulled two cards They are from the Super Attractor deck by Gabrielle Bernstein. The first one is, I accept that good things come easily. I am a super attractor. If you're sitting there thinking that life is a struggle and everything is so hard all the time, it is going to be hard for you. You've got to get in the habit of telling yourself that this is easy. Everything's easy. Because it can be. We're the ones who make things a struggle. We've got to learn how to let go of the struggle part. We don't need it. Your second card is, I trust that my powerful intentions combined with my faith are enough to allow my vision to become a reality. If you put those intentions out there of what you want to see for 2021, and I will do an episode about manifesting before the new year, but if you put those powerful manifestations out there, this is what I want to see more of in 2021. 
And then you have faith that number one, you deserve it. And number two, it will come to you. You're going to see amazing shifts in your life. So again, look for the episode about manifestation because I will do one for the new year. I believe that new year, of course, we always have new year's resolutions, but it's a wonderful time to figure out, okay, what do I want to see more of in 2021? And what do I want to see less of? And we put that manifestation out there so that we can attract it. All right, guys. Well, you deserve to have everything that your little heart desires. Know that you do. And I hope that you had a wonderful holiday and that you are able to rest from it and just really enjoy and appreciate all of the things that you have in your life because you have so much to be grateful for. When we focus on the gratitude, that is where our joy comes in because when you know how blessed you are, you feel it. You feel it in your body. I'm so grateful. I'm so happy. I'm so thankful. And that's when more of those beautiful things come in for you. All right. I am wishing you a beautiful day from wherever you're listening. If it's beautiful outside, go enjoy it. Enjoy it for me because we get those days so rarely in wintertime where I am. And make sure you're doing something kind for yourself, doing some self-care. I am sending you guys so much love and light. I will talk to you again soon. Bye, guys.